Welcome to the Nurture Small Business Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Kagan, president of DCA Virtual Business Support. At DCA, we believe in small businesses and the families they support. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. Today's guest, he is the founder of a company called Sheets and Giggles. Yes, that is Sheets, S-H-E-E-T-S. I'm sure you can imagine some of the puns that are made with that. So, um... Colin McIntosh, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. If you can't tell from the brand name, he is a barrel of laughs and loves to have fun. His bio on his website has a little story about a deserted island, palm leaves, and natural cotton disaster that led him to create a sustainable line of products. Not exactly exactly 100% true, but... I know that. I know. (laughs) I know. But hence, you clearly love to have fun, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So also on your website, yes, I've been totally stalking you. There is a stunt of you jumping on a bed. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah, I think it was on uh, Good Morning America when I I jumped onto the bed and did a full belly flop and I blew out all the slats on the bed. It was great. That doesn't, it's the TV magic. They don't really show the the blown slats under the bed, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Um, So you know, talk to me a little bit. I, I know that the deserted island story is is not a true story, okay? No. But it's a fun story. So tell me, what did lead you to, you know, create this company? Um, I mean, the the there there's like a, a dumb story and then a, and then a smart story about why I started the company. So uh, the smart version is that it's a it's a massive, highly fragmented commodities market with no brand differentiation, no loyalty, no good sustainable options. And so I thought I could build a really differentiated brand really fast in a big space. Um, the dumb reason is that I was watching War Dogs with Miles Teller and Jonah Hill in summer of 2017. And I got so frustrated with Miles Teller's character for selling sheets out of the back of his pickup truck uh, and failing to do so and, and bought all this inventory and he had to burn the inventory. It's not that good of a movie. It's like a six out of ten. Um, but I got so frustrated with the character that I turned to my now ex-girlfriend and I said, this is ridiculous. He bought all this inventory. He didn't do any customer research. He has no idea who his core demographic is. You know what? Pause the movie. And uh, I literally wrote a bed sheets business plan that night. And whenever I write a business plan, I always ask myself, what's a funny name for blank? And I said, what's a funny name for a bed sheets company? And that's how Sheets and Giggles was born. So it's kind of, and then four months later, I actually incorporated it. So it's, it's, it's actually dumber than the fake story listed on the, on the website. <laughs> no, it's actually a phenomenal story. And I love the fact that you jumped into it right away and created that business plan. So how long have you been in business? Uh, about four and a half years. But we shipped, okay. we shipped our first box three and a half years ago. Okay. And you incorporate philanthropy directly into your company. So, I mean, yeah. you've got a sustainable product, which is awesome by itself. Mm-hmm. And then you incorporate philanthropy. Talk to me. So basically the product itself is sustainable, right? We use 96% less water than cotton, 30% less energy, no insecticides, no pesticides. Um, But uh, beyond that, we also donate a lot of money to organizations that are in need. Last Black Friday, we donated $28,000 to cancer charities. Um, The year before that, we donated $40,000 to COVID relief in the state of Colorado. And the year before that, we donated, I think it was $19,000 to $17,000 to uh, koala conservation in the wake of the Australian wildfires. So yeah, we, we, philanthropy is really at the core of, of the company. It's really important to me. 
And for, you know, for a three-year-old company to have now donated over a hundred thousand dollars to uh, charities is really, really important for me just in terms of feeling fulfilled and feeling like I'm doing something beyond just selling bed sheets on the internet, which is, you know, at the end of the day, it's what, that's what we do. So it's nice to be able to do some good while you're, you're having fun and being successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly with you. So when we connected, well, first of all, there's a slight story behind that. One of my team, you apparently put out a challenge for some type of pun or joke. Okay. Do you recall that? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a, a naming. We do, we do naming contests sometimes on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the, as, as the story was related to me, there was some type of, you know, challenge to like, hey, give me a, a sheet joke. And I don't remember what she specifically wrote, but she had a blast with it. She had a blast with the pun. And she goes, yeah, I connected with him. He would be a great guest. I was like, okay, let's go for it. Uh, uh, what's, what's her name? Maybe I remember. Maybe I remember. Deanne? Deanne? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't remember, I can't remember the exact uh, bit that we asked her to help with, but yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. So, um, so when we were originally setting this up, we, we were talked about, um, well, the plan was for you to talk a little bit about mental health as an entrepreneur and a leader. So let's jump into that. Yeah. Uh, in what context? Because I feel like there's a lot of different pieces of, of mental health for me. Uh, I'm not like big on the, on some of the buzzier words on mental health around, you know, entrepreneurship and, and founders. I think that like, there's a lot of different topics that we could dive into. And, and I've worked a lot on, on having decent mental health through the process of building a business and, um, you know, beyond out, outside the business as well. Absolutely. So what are some things that you've identified and done that are really helpful for you? Uh, the main thing has been trying to remind myself that the work will be there tomorrow. So I think that a lot of founders have this really obsessive need to get everything done before they go to bed. Um, and for me, that looked like staying up until four in the morning, falling asleep with my laptop open, not getting maybe three or four hours of sleep, gaining weight, uh, feeling unhealthy, lethargic all the time. And so for me, just telling myself at a certain time of day, the work will be there tomorrow um, and it will always be there tomorrow, right? Like it like. I don't know if there will ever be a point where it's not there tomorrow. Um, that's been, that's been really good for me to just think about like, all right, I, I don't have to get this done this exact moment. It's at 8 a.m. tomorrow. It's going to make no difference whether I do it then or whether I do it, um, you know, right now. So that's, so that's been really helpful for me. Um, and then uh, I think the other thing is uh, enjoying, enjoying the wins. A lot of entrepreneurs, they don't stop to enjoy the actual wins. So they'll immediately set a new goal without ever stopping to think, you know, wow, I, I just, you know, went from standing still to a million dollars in monthly sales in two years. What, what does that mean to me? What does that mean to, you know, the company? How does that, you know, how is that special? And like celebrating that it's special and celebrating that you hit your goals and making sure you, you mark those moments before you move on to the next one because a lot of entrepreneurs will not stop and appreciate what they've already done. Um, and so that's been really helpful. And then I, I would say, and we can talk, talk to anybody about the, any of these topics further, but the last thing that I really think about a lot is that work is a means to an end. And I already talked about, you know, um, the philanthropy 
piece where, you know, I kind of see the, the bed sheets as a vehicle to improve the world. Um, but for, for me, like work is a means to an end. It's not an end in and of itself. And I think a lot of people forget that. And a lot of people view work as their entire identity. And, and I, I've seen that as like a really negative, it's a big risk if your company goes under or it doesn't work out or you get removed to CEO or whatever might be the case. If your job is your entire identity, you can be, you can be extremely, uh, uh, I get not let down, but you, you just, you get wrapped up in it. And, you know, if you don't have anything else other than your work, um, it becomes difficult to be a fully formed, you know, human being. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I actually agree with you on all three points. So the first point is the work will be there tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second point was smell the rose. Smell the rose and celebrate the wins. Celebrate the wins. And, and then the third. You're, don't forget that you hit your past goals before you set new goals. Yeah. Okay. And the third one is it's a means to an end. So let's kind of talk a, a little bit about them. So, you know, the first one, you know, when you were talking about that, it's really easy to get wrapped up in your work so much and know that you have this goal. And if you just push a little farther and as entrepreneurs, we've heard these success stories of people who they get up at 4 a.m. and they go work out and they do this and they work until, you know, close these deals at 8, 8 p.m. dinners. I don't think that's a sustainable model. I mean, they might be highly successful and make a lot of money, but I don't think that's a sustainable model. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I actually that's kind of the startup culture that I really dislike that I talked about earlier is like, I don't like the you know, oh, I'm, I'm up at 4 a.m. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, going to the gym at 5 a.m. I'm making breakfast at 6 a.m. You know, I, I, I work, I work, I work. Like I'm always grinding, always, always trying to make the next sale. I think that that type of person is frankly quite boring. Um, I also think that they're like, I, I think that they're also trying to mask something that they feel is inadequate about themselves or they feel is, um, you know, that they need to put on like a, a mask and an air. Um, and so I, I really just like that, that startup where everyone tries to, tries to one up each other. It's a lot of one up, one upsmanship instead of doing things that you think are healthy for you and healthy for your business. Um, people are just taking cues from one another and playing off each other's energy. Um, and I find that to be really negative energy. I, I, I think that being, being well-rounded and taking time for yourself and taking time for the people in your life is, uh, is much more important than, you know, oh, you know, I, I stick to my regimen, I get up at 4 a.m., like so on and so forth. I, I, I can't stand that, uh, that, that little, you know, section of startup culture. Absolutely. And, and I'm an advocate for mental health days. I mean, my company has what we call freedom culture. So we, we work primarily business hours, but it's, you know, it's not attached to your buttons to be in a seat at a specific time. Yeah, no, so, we do that at SMG. Yeah. We we don't we have no start and stop times. Uh, our first meeting every day is at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, which is 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. East Coast. That way, we can all sync up at least five minutes in the day and talk since we're a remote workforce. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, if you need to take a Wednesday off, if you need to leave early on a certain day, like check out, start early, start late. That's totally fine. We have no set working hours, no expectation of of those working hours. It's really it's really great for everybody's uh, personal mental health. Absolutely. Um, 
and I'm going to come back and ask you about the remote workforce in a minute, but second point, celebrating, you know, it's really important to celebrate those milestones. Uh, We, we hit a, a, a sales milestone last year that was like, whoa, that's the first time we've ever done it. Crazy. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it was a small celebration, but we, I believe I said, I would give certificates to everybody like, hey, we did something we've never done before, which is really awesome. You know, with the remote workforce, you know, how, how do you celebrate with them? Because I find it a little bit of a challenge sometimes. Uh, I actually, I, I have a few things that I do with the remote remote workforce. So one is that like, uh, if you were celebrating something, I'll say, hey, everybody buy yourself dinner on the company tonight. Just email your receipt to the accounting email and everyone treat yourself and your family to a nice dinner. Um, I also like to mail people gift cards personally. So I'll get people, you know, $500 Airbnb gift cards and I'll write a note and I'll send it to them and I'll say, hey, make sure you get out of the house this summer. Make sure you take a vacation. And I love I love doing the, the Airbnb gift card specifically or hotel gift card because if you, you need to use it by by going somewhere and by and by getting out of the house and so i love that because it's almost like you're forcing people to walk to to get out um and so i i really like that trick um and uh and then i do a lot of hand like i i write people handwritten notes for um for christmas for for their holidays they celebrate uh for happy new year's i like to mail my team cards and i write them all myself and i like to you know just let them know what i think about them and um, and then we have we have monthly one to ones that are more structured where they're able to tell me anything that they need to get off their chest, anything they need to, to let me know. Um, and then I just make sure that they all know that um, just because I'm the CEO, I don't have any different privileges than anybody else at the company. Anyone can take two weeks off if they need it. Anyone can take Wednesday off. Anyone can, you know, sleep in or, you know, jog off early if they need to. Um, and making sure that everyone has those extended permissions and we all share the same permissions, um, is really nice to create like a a flat org structure where, um, no one feels uncomfortable when they need to take a mental health day or no one feels uncomfortable when, you know, they have to run out to, to get something done that's important. So, um, those are some of the things I do for the remote workforce to make sure that they, they feel seen and appreciated, even though we're not in the same room all the time. You just gave me some great ideas. Thanks. Thank you so very much for yeah. that. Yeah, the Airbnb one's a really, a really good one. People, people really love that, and and it's really nice because, uh, again, it, it forces them to to go on a vacation with the family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I, I have some team members that <laughs> need to take vacation from time to time. Yeah, you got to twist their arms sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I have people who would never go on vacation if I didn't if mm-hmm. I didn't force their hands. So yeah, yeah. I do too. <laughs> Yeah, I think we it's all- great to have that loyalty, but you know, I, I know it's not healthy for them. No, the drive, the drive is great, but like you gotta sometimes you gotta save people from themselves. Like you know, like and some and people also carry baggage with them from past jobs where they were expected mm-hmm. to work sixty hours, eighty hours a week, um, and you have to let them know that like, hey, that's you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do that anymore. Like that's not expected of you. It's really, it's really it breaks my heart when some people have like this really emo- like it's almost like PTSD in some regards. I have, I have a gentleman who just joined us who I, who I really love. I'm happy he's here. Um, his, his boss was terrible to him at his last job. Like, you know, saying, saying all these terrible things to him all the time, giving him so much anxiety, wouldn't let him take days off. Like, you know, I have two people who joined us recently because they wouldn't give, they wouldn't get maternity leave or paternity leave at the last couple companies. 
um, people treat each other really, um, and, I, and I'm always surprised at how poorly people treat each other. Um, and so, you know, for me, creating an environment where we all treat each other really well is, I think, can be healing for some people. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it makes, it, honestly, it creates so much loyalty down the road. Um, it's, it's such a boost for not just the workers, but for the entrepreneurs as well. You know, it's just, I, I can't say enough about that because we that's the type of, you know, thing that we foster in our team as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, treat people. So treated. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, no, for me. uh, overall, I just treat people the, people the way that I like to be treated. That's my, my golden rule. Yeah. So <laughs> your third point was it's a means to an end. Mm -hmm. um, so talk to me a little bit more about that one. Well, I think that like... Uh, in America, we have a really unhealthy work culture, right? Like, oh, how you been? Busy. Oh, busy's good. Um, like, shoot me in the face if I ever hear that um, that phrase one more time. Um, but like, you know, like we're we're obsessed with being busy. We're obsessed with working. We're obsessed with you know, like this type of um, you know work culture that's like if you're not grinding, you're not succeeding. Um, and it really values you for the for the hours that you spend working and the output that you do instead of you as a person and as a human who has more to you than just the things that you do from nine to five during weekdays. And so I, I really like to remind myself that like, I'm not, you know, the sheets and giggles guy. Like, yeah, I am in some, in some regards, right. From a PR perspective. Um, but I'm just calling right? and I've got, a, I've got a, a great family that I love. I have a niece and nephew that I try to spend a ton of time with. Um, you know, I've got a girlfriend that is hopefully going to be the person I spend the rest of my life with. And, you know, I have a great group of friends that are all awesome people who deserve, you know, time, attention and friendship as well outside of work. And like, you know, I, I think that work can unlock a lot of things for you it can unlock financial independence. It can unlock, um, you know, uh, peace of mind. It can unlock, uh, your ability to give to others, um, you know, like, but it's when you treat work as sort of the only thing that matters. And I see that so often in, in entrepreneurship circles when people are, you know, it seems like they've lost the plot and they're only working to work more. And I, there's a great TikTok where this, this guy's on a first date and his, this girl asks him, she's like, so what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm just grinding 24 seven. I got a couple side hustles. Uh, you know, just trying to trying to uh, cash out, retire early. And then she's like, and then what will you do? And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, what will you do after you retire early? He's like, grind, hustle. I don't really, like, yeah, he's like, he's never considered like what his life will be like without without the the work. And I think that that's like most people I know is they're they're just heads down and they forget to to you know take. Uh, pick their eyes up and realize that there's a lot more around them than just the the computer in front of them. And I and I, yeah and and as the commenter said, the hustle's over glorified. The hustle's glor. I mean TikTok, YouTube, like the inspirational bullshit about oh if you're not successful, it's your own fault. Like those people. Like I I cannot stand that type of mentality of like you know uh, making people feel bad that they're not working you know, 12, 14, 16 hours a day, or they don't have two side hustles. Like life is human beings were meant for so much more than sitting behind these devices all day, every day. And it's ironic because we're on one right now. 
Um, but I, <laughs> but I, I think that we were meant for so much more than this, this incredibly mundane, boring dystopia that we built for ourselves. Yeah, we're, we're, we're made for connection. We're made to enjoy, laugh, you know, it, have nature inspire us. Absolutely. Yeah. All these things. And, and, we're, and work should be a means to unlock more of that and not, yeah. and not a path that leads towards more work. Precisely. I, I, totally, I totally agree with that philosophy. You know, I, I, I love what I do. But I love it. I love some of the things that about it that allow me to be like, for instance, I moved from one state to another so I could be near my granddaughter. Right. I love that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and, and the fact that you you are able to do that is the is the work was the means to that particular end. Precisely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I started my own business partially because in 20 in 2017, my nephew was one years old, and when I went home and I saw him, I went home twice, and he didn't recognize me, and he cried, and I realized that I had not spent more than maybe a collective three hours with this per, my sister's son, um, and so when I started my own business in 2017 or uh, 2018, I went home to see my family nine times in 2018 when my nephew was one turning two. And now he and I, he's five years old now, and he has, we have such a good relationship. Um, and, and, my, and my niece is turning three next week um, or in a couple weeks. And so, you know, for me, that was, a, that was an end, was I wanted to spend more time with my family. I wanted to get out of Colorado more, be with my family in Florida. And I could not, when I was working for other people, I could not do that. I could not, I could not take time away from the office, right. and I could not ask for PTO, and I could not fly on a Wednesday or a Thursday to go, you know, to take advantage of cheap flights to go see my family. And now I can do that. And so can the rest of my team. And that's, and, and I love that I've unlocked that for a couple dozen people. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And I, I very much commend you for that. So before we finish up today with our conversation, um, tell me first, well, is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't, first of all? I know. I, I, I always think that you asked exactly what, what you needed to. I don't really I don't really have like a, a core, you know, like, oh, you forgot to ask me about this. No, not at all. Yeah, this is totally unscripted. So <laughs> that's the reason why I asked that question, because sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I should have asked something. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I think that maybe like uh, I would recommend that everyone uh, everyone like goes to a therapist. That's been very helpful for me. Um, I think it's you know you cannot force somebody else to go to therapy, but you can force yourself. Um, and so I I think that that's been extremely helpful for me. I started going every week, made it biweekly, monthly, quarterly, and uh, the first like six months of therapy were extremely helpful for me. So anyone out there who's listening, you know, uh, if you've been thinking about it, it's one of the best things that you can spend money and time on, for sure. I am a fan of that. Did you know there is, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure there's other organizations that do this, BetterHelp actually can offer services to your employees. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's several organizations that can do that. We used to give everyone $150 a month stipend for, me for mental health therapy. Um, we had to stop doing that because the benefits provider we used went out of business, but, uh, oh. got to find a new one for sure, because that was, that was super, uh, that was super impactful for the team. 
Yeah, we we've we've put that in place for our team too, and and it's it's also impactful. So, Colin, before we sign off, how can people find you after our broadcast? Uh, I'm really easy to find if you Google Sheets and Giggles, Colin, or uh, go on LinkedIn, Colin Sheets and Giggles. I'm super easy to find. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 not the most public figure. I don't. I don't tweet out inspirational things. I don't make inspirational TikToks or Instagrams because I'm busy at brunch where I'm about to go into brunch with my friends to, you know, hang out with my friends' kids. And, um, you know, I think that that's more important than, than making rise and grind TikToks. <laughs> Absolutely. I greatly appreciate you being here with me today. And we'll make sure that we tag Shoots and Giggles and all that in the comments so that people can find you. Awesome. Thanks, Denise. This is a super great conversation. Have a wonderful Sunday. And thanks so much for having me this week. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's Nurture Small Business podcast, where the focus is on business growth, technology, and people strategies to help your business thrive. At DCA Virtual Business Support, our focus is making your business operations run smooth so you can focus on growth. Reach out to me at denise at dcavirtual.com if you'd like to learn more.